Masks for family? Check. Garden cleanup? Check. Schedule back pain visit? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. For illustrations, the process is as important as the product. Hi and welcome to the Preaching Points podcast for this week. I'm your host, Brian Hedinga. And if you've preached a sermon recently that you think needs improvement, you may be interested in our Sermon Doctor. With this resource, you'll get valuable hands-on training from a member of the Center for Preaching faculty. All you have to do is send us a CD or a DVD of a sermon that you'd like to have evaluated, and then one of our homiletics experts will listen to your sermon and give you a thorough evaluation of uh, the strong points and also areas that could use some improvement, complete with helpful tips for making those changes. It's called Sermon Doctor, and you'll find info about it on our Center for Preaching website. Now this week, we join Drs. Haddon Robinson, Jeff Arthurs, and Scott Gibson as they discuss the importance of how you collect and use illustrations in your sermons. Let's uh, take a couple of minutes and talk about illustrations. I think of all of the ingredients that you have to support your ideas, illustrations are the first to come to your mind. But let me ask you this, what's the difference between a story and an illustration? I would say that a story is a type of illustration. People use the term illustration differently, but in my parlance, that's how I use them. Other types of illustrations would be examples, analogies. Quotes. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of different yeah, things. But yeah, but that's how I use mm-hmm. it. Is that how you use it, Haddon? No, I, okay. uh, that's what I brought Set it up. Set us straight, well, man. <laughs> what, I, what I think is that we collect stories, but they don't become illustrations until they throw light on a particular truth. There are stories that I've collected, and I leave them on my desk, and I think, what does that illustrate? And I look at it day after day, and then one day suddenly it occurs to me it's this. So you get these skyscraper sermons, you know, one story after another, nothing much in between. Uh, That's not what we're talking about. We are talking about stories that throw light on the truth. And insofar as an illustration or a story does not throw light on truth, then it calls attention to itself. So you're talking here in terms of the process of looking at how illustrations work. Talk about the process. We're talking about, for illustrations, the process is as important as the product. The product would be stories, and I save them and try to put them into general category. The process is that I'm sitting at my desk, and I know what I want to illustrate, and I don't have anything in my file that helps me. I find it if I put down exactly what I'm trying to illustrate, and I think about it, that because I've done this for so long, stories come back to me, or stories are framed for me. And I think, yeah, I remember when I was in the sixth grade, something happened. And it illustrates this, but the process of collecting them over a period of time, you begin to get a head for illustrations. And most writers don't have these stories all made up, but they're able to take incidents in life and use those to throw light upon the truth. So when you're collecting illustrations. 
What sources do you use as part of this process of developing an understanding of using <laughs> illustrations? I, I hate this answer, but it's all of life is an illustration. <laughs> uh, Come on down the ladder of abstraction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think some people could take a trip around the world and not see as much as somebody else who could walk around the block because you see things. And so uh, I find that all of life becomes that for me. I had an uh, assignment I would give to students in preaching class. I let them choose a truth, any truth you want. And then I'd say, I want you to collect 75 illustrations about that. Well, the first five came fairly easy. The next five or 10 were like getting water from a rock. And then that's been came, done, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, not very often. <laughs> and and they often. didn't illustrate, sir. I'll grant that. <laughs> and then um, after that, suddenly everything you see is illustrating this truth. Hmm. You have a mind for it now. And um, what I was trying to illustrate as far as students in that uh, exercise was that when you know what you want to illustrate and you think about it, suddenly the whole world comes alive to give you uh, insight into a truth. So when you have that mindset of looking for illustrations, then your brain sort of translates daily experience into the particular truth, the thing that needs light shed upon it for this sermon, for this topic, for this verse, rather than just grabbing a story out of a file or an illustration book. Lord Chesterfield said, who was Lord <laughs> Chesterfield anyway? <laughs> a cigarette name yeah. there. <laughs> so that's the process, and the process then contributes to the product. So for illustrations, then, the process is as important as the product. The Center for Preaching faculty with that practical advice in this week's Preaching Points. Good to have you with us for the weekly podcast from the Center for Preaching at Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. Every week, we try to offer brief reflections on preaching that point you toward preaching excellence. I'm Brian Hedinger. Thanks for listening to Preaching Points. Lunch in the park, check. Hand sanitizer, check. Cancer screening, done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.